being able to like make history is a really really cool thing when you think about all the matches and the superstars and the different pay-per-views and just all the history in WWE in general you think about all the things that have happened and for us to be like kind of breaking molds even still is um it's it's pretty remarkable you know it's pretty incredible What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character with me, Ryan Satin, and this week's guest, Kofi Kingston, two-time interview guest. I'm super excited because last time we chatted, it was at WrestleMania, it was in person, it was a little loud. I know those of you who listen in audio form gave me a little crap about it, so now got him back here on the show, got him to talk about stuff you might not have heard him talk about before, which it's hard to do with a guy like Kofi Kingston, because as you all know, guy does a lot of interviews because he's a great chatter. He's a great face of the company for WWE, someone who can do all these things. But you guys know me. I like to dig a little bit deeper, and we got into some stuff that you probably haven't heard him talk about. We also talk about his recent run in NXT, losing the record for longest reigning tag champs to the Usos and more. But before we get to that, I got to do just like the most minor amount of shilling possible. I want you guys, if you're watching this on video, do me a favor, please. If you're on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel, make sure that you pick up your phone wherever it is. Just get out of that text message for a second and go to whatever podcast platform you listen on and make sure you're subscribed to Add a Character because if you watch these videos every week, you're missing out on some extra stuff that's just in the podcast feed only. You're missing out on the Raw and SmackDown Roundup podcast that I do every week, breaking those shows down segment by segment. Listen to them, because I'm talking to myself in, a, in all of them, and it helps me to know that you guys are listening. I appreciate the feedback. I answer people about them. I read the reviews on Apple Podcasts, so please keep those up. I'll keep reading them on the Roundup podcast also make sure that you check out our royal rumble predictions show and make sure you're following us along the day of the show we're going to be there at royal rumble in san antonio covering the show live on the ground so make sure you're following wwe on fox on all those social media platforms all right i think that was a only a short amount of shilling let's get to this week's interview with nxt tag team champion Kofi Kingston. Well, I'll start off this one because you've been on the show before in the past. Uh, we did it during WrestleMania weekend. So I've asked you some of my questions already that are my starters and my closers. But I think it's better to start off with this anyways because you're doing something important right now. You got this Click for Quality Education Foundation. Yeah. For anyone watching or listening who hasn't seen the campaign yet, can you talk a little about it? Yeah, for sure. So uh, the Click for Quality Education Foundation is something that my mom and I have started, um, essentially. So the, uh, the acronym CLIC stands for Computer Labs and Integrated Centers of Knowledge. And essentially what it is, are, it's computer labs and libraries all in the same building, you know. So uh, right now we've, um, we've started the first one and um, we have the building pretty much all set up. We have uh, a lot of the furniture in there. We have a lot of the, uh, the, the, you know, artwork on the walls and whatnot. Um, the last thing that we're needing now is the actual computers, you know? Um, so essentially, 
I, and I've been saying this in like a lot of different interviews, but we kind of take for granted all that we have in terms of technology. You can pick up your cell phone and literally answer any question that you want to answer. Um, you know, um, I remember when I was little, we used to have like uh, type, uh, you know, uh, computer classes where we would learn to type, right? Like that was a standard part of our learning. And technology has only ramped up since then. Everything that we do has some level of technology involved, right? So uh, a lot of the kids in Ghana have not been privy or had access to any kind of computers. So when my mom and I talked about this in the, in the post that I had on social media, but uh, my mom told me a story about some uh, about a teacher who was trying to educate their students about what a computer was. And since they don't have a computer, they have to get a little bit creative, right? So they'll take a rock and use it as a, as a mouse and tell them that, okay, this is a mouse. And when you move the mouse, there's going to be an arrow over here and they'll draw the screen like in the dirt. You know what I mean? That's and crazy. imagine just trying to explain to somebody what a computer is without having any of the tools to do it. You know, it, yeah. it's almost impossible to be able to, uh, to be able to accomplish that in a way that's effective, in a way that's like understood. So what we want to do is provide computers and provide just uh, the, the, the basics of media literacy. Because again, like even though a lot of these kids don't have the opportunities to have access to these computers and libraries and things like that, they're still expected to pass the same standardized tests that uh, students have to have to participate in. You still have to, you know, find your way in the world and you, you, you start at a disadvantage when you don't have the access to, to these to these uh, devices, computers and printers and things of that nature. So we're just trying to provide that for the kids in Ghana, you know, and um, again, just like just just to have the familiarity of what a computer is. That's essentially where we want to start. Eventually, we want to ramp it up and uh, have many of these centers all over Ghana. Um and then even just like the thought of having like an interaction between somebody in a Ghanaian classroom and somebody in an American classroom. And now the students are talking via satellite or, you know, uh, online or whatever it is. And that that's way down the line. Right now, we just really want to get this first one off the ground because it'll be a prototype for the rest of them that we um, that we build, you know. And the one that we're building right now will serve as like a, a center for five different middle schools in the area. So, um it's something that they definitely need. And the fact that we are in a position to be able to like potentially provide one for them is uh, it's pretty powerful. You know, like I said, we're going to be trying to we're just trying to do something special for these kids and give them the same opportunities that uh, that everybody else has. Yeah. When you say all that, I mean, I was just sitting here thinking of like, yeah, you know, I really do take that thing for granted. You know, I mean, I've had the Internet and computers in my life since I started in school, you know, yeah, like we had those right. old, you know, crappy ones that we were playing the games on or whatever, yep. Oregon trail and stuff. But like you said, paint, Mac draw, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, or like Mario teaches typing when you had to be in yeah. those typing classes or whatever. But man, yeah, like computers are so important. You can't, you can't, you know, you have, you have to have them in your lives in order have to, to have, them, have yeah. equal opportunity for sure. Yeah, yeah, especially in this day and age, man, it's just it's just so important. So like I said, man, we're just, you know, trying to just give the just to have people have a basic understanding of what what a computer is and how it works. And then from there, you know what I mean? Like 
the, the, the possibilities are endless, you know, but it needs to start early. Um, and even with like libraries too, my mom was telling me how there are some kids who had never been to a library. They, my mom took a group of kids in Ghana to the library, to the library for the first time. And they were just elated. You know, I think that, uh, having access to, to books, it gives you the ability to like, to, to go anywhere, right? Like you read books and you read about adventures and people's experiences. And then all of a sudden, like, things start clicking in your mind with regard to like what you want to be and the possibilities of you achieving that goal. You know, you read about it and it's like, oh man, is it, is it possible? This idea is, is being sparked and cooked in, in your mind, you know, because you have act and all because you have access to a library. Right. So, um, yeah, that's what we're just trying to do is just, uh, give people a chance to be on the, uh, have a level playing field when it comes to success and just achieving your dreams. What inspired you guys to finally start making the push to make this happen? Like, how long ago was that? So we started in uh, 2020, and um, it was just a ma- it's something we've talked about for a long time. My mom, especially growing up in Ghana, and, and she's a librarian. Actually, my dad's a librarian, too. So, um, you know, I think we talked about that last time. But, yeah, so, so they're, like, all of the, the, the passions that they have were essentially sparked from books, you know, being able to provide that for people is very important. And they, they think about that all the time. Uh, and, and so do I, you know, it's just the way that I was raised. And, um, you know, when you are in a position of celebrity and you have a platform where you can reach a lot of people, you, I, we have a responsibility to try and to try and help, you know. So, um, yeah, we've just been reaching out and, and we have a GoFundMe. Uh, going at www.gofundme.com slash click FQE, where people have actually donated quite a bit. It's been amazing to see the amount of people that care enough or, or um, you know, are compelled enough to, to donate to the cause. It really does mean a lot, uh, but we still do have a lot of work to do. And, um, you know, if people feel compelled to give, by all means, like, you know, go to the go to the page and, and give what you can. Every little bit counts. And even if you can't, that's fine, too. If you can spread the word and let everybody know what we're doing, that would be uh, that would be amazing, too. So, like I said, man, uh, being in a position of WWE superstar with a platform on social media, I just feel like it's my responsibility to kind of spread the word and try to galvanize people for this great cause. Well, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll have a link in the in the bio down below where you guys can donate as well. So make sure you guys check that out for those of you yeah. watching on YouTube. You said with both of your parents being librarians, I feel like they yeah. probably made you read so much as a kid. Yeah, I, I it's weird. Yeah, we I, we read a lot. There were, there were, I did I did so much reading and I'm a way better like I, when it comes to math, I'm terrible. I struggle with like basic math. I'm like counting on my fingers. My wife gets mad at me when I try to teach the kids how to do math. And I'm telling them, oh, just count on your fingers. No, don't tell them how to do it that way. Because she's really good at numbers, you know? So we we, we work, you know what I'm saying? It works. But um, yeah, I, I've been really uh, um, just, uh, you know, when it comes to grammar, it's always been one of my passions in literature and stuff like that. And even like poetry and writing and stuff. Um, I've always uh, had, a, had a knack for it. So um yeah it just you know it kind of it's kind of written itself right like for me to be in this position now and promote what was kind of heaved on me as a youth (laughs) you know um but it's great man it's great that's honestly my biggest fear of having kids in the future is having to do math 
I'm like, I'm yeah. so bad at math. I don't, I'm not going to be able to help them. I just won't. I just know I won't be able to do it. I'm in the same boat. And then also like now there's a whole bunch of new ways and new methods to do the things that we used to do. They changed I'm it? just like, they changed like, yeah, there's like, just, it's, it's, I don't even understand, man. Like, I'm just, I just try to stay afloat. I have a little app that I use to actually like help me with like math and everything. I'm like, okay, I, if I don't practice, then I'm going to lose it and be completely, you know, just getting taken advantage of and people giving me the wrong amount of change and stuff like that. So, uh, I've been doing my best to kind of keep up with it, but it's, I'm, I feel like I'm too far behind. Yeah. I would feel the same way. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 my wife is much better with math than me. So if we get there one day, I'll be like, I promise I'll be the same way. I promise yeah, yeah, I will yeah, handle yeah. all the writing and English yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Just please take over math for me. I will not yeah, man. be able to do it. Proofreading, I'll do it. You know, you asked me to proofread it, but I'll, I'll tell you all the grammatical errors. You know what I'm saying? All of that, you know, but don't ask me to add and subtract. Um, did you, okay, wait, you said uh with the reading what's what's like a book you remember from your youth that you either loved reading that your parents made you read or that you hated reading uh i don't know if I, there was any books that i hated i uh gosh there was uh, there was so many man um you know all the classics you know huck finn tom sawyer all that you know i just feel like anything even like uh back in the days like the hardy boys the hardy boys series Classic. It was an adventure Classics. with like two brothers, like mysteries and stuff like that. They would go around and solve. Yep. Um, but even like uh, like comic books and graphic novels. So a lot of people who like claim that they hate reading just haven't found the right subject matter. They haven't found the right thing to read because there's something for everybody. Obviously, there's subjects on literally every topic in the world, you know, and if you're interested in anything like there, there's I'm, I guarantee you there's a there's a book about it and you'll read it and you'll enjoy it. So it's a matter of just like finding what it is that you enjoy. Um, graphic novels for me, um, you know, I, I, it's just interesting to me, superheroes, right? Like that's just fun stories and different interactions and getting to know the characters and all that. Um, but yeah, but reading is not just like, oh, textbook, you know, we gotta read like encyclopedias, you know, trust me when I tell you that it's fun. I'm trying to get back into reading because I have gotten away from yeah. it because I got so hooked on social media and Twitter specifically to where I convinced myself of like, oh, well, I'm still reading. You know, I'm reading yeah. all day. I'm yeah, reading yeah, yeah. tweets. I'm reading info. I'm getting this like constant stream of information. Yeah. But lately I've been like, no, I should probably go back and like learn one thing and pay attention yeah. to that one thing. <laughs> and like every you know, now and then. Yeah, every now well, and then. Helps it helps it helps to have kids because so we homeschool and it's like um we we uh lean to a method towards a method called unschooling which is like completely child driven learning right so whatever it is that they are interested in is what we learn about and of course there's a lot of subject matter that i have no idea about you know and they'll ask me like oh so uh Dad, uh, where where do uh planes come from or what what's the you know the science behind a, a plane I'm like, i have no idea but i'll go on to amazon we'll order a book and we'll all learn together you know so that's awesome um yeah man it, it's uh it, it definitely is one of the the benefits <laughs> of having kids is that you do end up reading a lot more you know even just in terms of like brain development like they say that if you read to your kids early it helps them with their like language and speaking and you know um just, you know, comprehension, their reading and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, man, it's, uh, I think it's just a matter of like finding 
subjects that you that you that you like and that you enjoy. And um, I mean, who doesn't who doesn't I've never met a person that said like, I don't want to learn. I I know it all. Ah, I don't want to learn. I mean, I don't want to learn anymore. I've never met a person that's ever like been of that mentality. So, um, yeah, there's there's subjects out there that are that are interesting to you if you just go out there and look. I actually just learned myself about the history of planes. I was just oh yeah I, yeah it's in, it's actually super nice. fascinating because I was yeah. watching some History Channel thing and it was about like the the Titans that built America and they kind of talk about a lot of industries like that and how they started and I'd be like wow that was way more interesting than I thought when I was in school yeah, and people were trying to force me to learn this yeah uh, yeah. yeah so I, I totally get thing, it like with our with our homeschooling too is because I I think a lot of us who or even like kids now in public school, like you have a lot of times where it's like, this is the curriculum and this is what we're gonna learn. And there were so many times where I would be sitting there and being like, I don't wanna learn about this at all. You know, I don't have any interest in the history of this or that, but then certain subjects were, you know, science and volcanoes, I'm all in, right? So um, for, for us with uh, unschooling, it's like, it, it there's less friction, right? Like when you have a subject that your child is telling you that they want to learn about, there's not going to be any resistance in terms of like, well, I don't want to do this right now because it's them that they, they, this is what they want to do. So you can like help them along and do that. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have you guys we're, been we're doing that for? The the entire time, the entire duration of our, our you know, uh, I them guess. Them being parenting, in school, parents, crazy. So they never so went not, to public I, school or anything like that or private school no, or something no, like that? No, not in nine and a half years. So um, it just kind of and it works better for us, too, because I travel so much that I, I think like the, the public school schedule is very difficult. Right. So well, it, so I would come home, for example, today, if a child goes to school from what, eight to three today, I would have gotten home at like nine and all these interviews and whatnot would have had to go pick them up from school now. Then they got to come home and do like their homework. And then, you know, we take them to sports, you know what I'm saying? And then we come back home and they go to bed and it's like, well, how much time do we actually spend with each other? The way that it is now is like when I'm home, I'm home all day, you know, granted I'm gone a lot, obviously because of my job, but I get to spend the entirety of the day with the kids and whether we're running errands or we're learning about, you know, rockets or whatever it is, it's uh, quality time that we get to spend with each other. And I just value that so much. Um, especially because I, I do travel so much, you know, sometimes we'll be gone for like three weeks at a time. So um, the time that we do get to spend together is so just so cherished, you know, and uh, it just kind of the homeschooling schedule works out for us, even in terms of being able to travel all over the world. Like that is a level of it's not like education, like from a book, it's life experience, being able to go to like a Costa Rica or um, even like Canada, you know, or bring them on the road with me to the shows and whatnot. We get to go and see and experience different parts of the country. And, um, you know, when you get to, it's just like, it's, it's life experience, not necessarily like learning from a, a textbook, you know? Absolutely. So I guess they both have their, they both have their, their, their benefits, but, um, this way definitely does work for us. It suits us in terms of, uh, just our schedule and, um, yeah, it, you know. The kids seem to be okay with it too, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I think that I always sometimes will say like, "Oh, there's like some people who are book smart or some people who are life smart," you know. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, right, you right, know, right. like, and I, and and, yeah. and it depends on what your goals are for the future or whatever. But I think that, um, I, yeah, I think that's super cool. Well, so then wait, I'm just wondering purely out of interest here, when yeah. high school comes along, 
does it yeah. end there or and then they go to school there or is it a, yeah. a conversation it'll, it'll it'll it's it's a it's a bridge that will kind of cross when it comes it'll depend on kind of like what they want to do because especially with sports too right like uh right now there's a lot of um like local uh sports facilities and 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 programs that they can do um but then if they want to go into like professional sports, then you start thinking, well, talent scouts, they watch like high school sports, right? So would they need to play in high school or like, I don't know, we'll kind of like cross that bridge when it comes, if that's the route that they want to go. But um, yeah, uh, it's it's really kind of uh, going to be up to them. Like I said, we, we really want them to have an experience where, um, you know, they feel empowered and, and, and not like forced to have to do something that they don't want to do because I, you know, I didn't like I didn't like doing that. My wife didn't like doing that, you know, growing up. So it's a little different for sure. Uh, it's outside the box, but it allows us to, again, be able to focus on what they want to learn. Right. And and kind of have more of a, a handle on the experience of learning in and of itself. So. Um, I don't know. It, it, every day is an adventure, man. So that we might wake up tomorrow and they might say, you know what, dad, I want to go to public school. And we're we'll like, all right, let's do it, man. Get on the bus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. We'll, yes. We'll see, man. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I know. I'm all about like breaking away from the norm or not following tradition or whatever, you know? And so I actually find this super interesting. That's why I didn't yeah. have one question written down about this, but I find it 10 times yeah, more fascinating yeah, because I think that, you know, I too kind of like with my learning experience, I felt like it could have been better. Like, you know, I yeah, felt yeah. like that, that and, and that's not to knock people who had a great time with school or value the traditional learning you know, education system or whatever. But um, I've always yeah. felt like it could be better for that people. So people learn more about life. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. It, it's um, it's interesting because so I went to public school. My wife also went to um, like Catholic school um, growing up. So a lot of it is it's very intimidating because you think a lot like, well, are, are we doing this right? We only have one chance to do it. You know, are, are they reading at a proficient level? Are they where they're supposed to be? Um, but uh, even with like reading, uh, our oldest just one year was like, yeah, you know, I want to I want to learn to read. So we just start kind of like teaching him. And, um, you know, he reads at his his level of reading is, is great. Even like our youngest too, uh, his motivation was Christmas. So he wanted to make a Christmas list. So in order to make a Christmas list, he's like, well, I got to learn how to write letters. Okay, well, teach me how to write the letters, teach me what the alphabet is. So then we teach him how to do it. And now he's writing too. So it's, um, again, like it's a little bit unorthodox, but it's refreshing to know that uh, even though we are doing things a little bit different, they are still learning and they're still, you know, getting to where they need to be. But it's just a different um, it's a different path. It's a different path and it's a path that they choose. So um, we always think that, you know, like no kid like wants to be like, um, you know, un uneducated. Right. Like kids want to be smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want to learn things. So it's a matter of finding subject matter that they are interested in, and then you revolve your lessons around that. So we all we all get there. It's just a matter of how we do it. So um, yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride so far, but one that definitely does seem to be effective. Yeah, I 
you taught me something the last time we did an interview. You were like, man, you should maybe look into like dairy and how like bad it is or whatever. And I kind of yeah. did a little more <laughs> afterwards. And then I yeah. switched to, I think, the almond creamer. And I kind of, oh, wow. I, I think I that. like it a lot more. Hey, there we go. So there we go. <laughs> uh, let's yes, talk about sir. wrestling for all the people yes. watching this who want to talk about wrestling. Because yeah, 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 I'm yeah. sure that there's some people being like, Ryan, you're going to talk to him about school for 15 minutes. Yeah, but like, this is but, way out of, I know it's out of character, but this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go back into wrestling for those of you watching who are thinking that. Uh, how, uh, how much have you enjoyed working in NXT so far? I love it. I love it. I really do. It's a different energy that's there. And, um, you know, I've said this a lot, but it's a, it's like we uh, on the main roster are so far removed. Uh, most of us are. We're so far removed from the process of like or, or the stage of like not knowing and uncertainty and not knowing your character and not knowing like, you know, whether your matches are good or not, you know, whether or not, you know, just that that level of like trying to find yourself. Um, so being able to go to NXT, like that energy is very present. You, you, you feel that you feel like people's like nerves and excitement for what is to come and them just trying to, you know, throw stuff at a wall and they're trying to make it, they're trying to get to the main roster, you know, it's a different kind of energy. So, um, for us to kind of like be there and kind of bask in that energy is, um, it's a pleasure, it's a privilege, it's an honor. And then on top of that, we're the ones who are kind of like, dropping knowledge right and, and we're giving people are sitting under our like our learning tree <laughs> for lack of a better term but it's um it's a cool position to be in because um when you think about the way that our business progresses and evolves it's through the you know the the, the lessons that we learn from our elders you know the ones who came who, who came before us and um, the ones who have kind of like, I guess, paved the way or continued to, to pave the way or continued on, continued the path. And um, we are those guys now. So uh, it's, it's awesome to be able to go down to NXT and, and help people like along on their journey. You know what I mean? Course, so, yes. yeah, it's been it's been a wonderful experience. We have been wanting to work with Pretty Deadly since we saw them on NXT UK. So um, for people are always like thanking us for coming there and like, thanks for coming guys. And you know, we really appreciate having you. But for us, it's like equally as cool because we get to work with new talent. We get to work with talent when they're at the infancy stages of their career. And all of the people in NXT are literally the future of our business. So it's awesome to see like, you know, here's where they are now. And five years down the line, they're going to be here, you know, 10 years down the line, they're going to be up here. And um, it's cool to be a part of that process. So I, I love it, man. I really do. And um, I'm fortunate to, to, to be in a position where, you know, I can go down and, and pass some knowledge along. I don't claim to have all the answers by any means, but um, I can share my experiences I've had over the past almost 15 years now on the main roster, which is wild to think about. <laughs> but um, that, this is where we're at, man. This is where we're at. It's an honor. Yeah, I think like when you were saying that, I, it was it was happy. It made me happy to hear that the people at NXT are sitting under that learning tree because like you said, 15 years, I mean, that's nothing to, you know, turn your head at. Like that's, I mean, there's, there's a reason you've been in the company for that long. And I think that to hear that you're passing that knowledge along to them is is good. That they're not just like oh other people here. They're actually wanting to get it from you because I'm, I'm I'm sure, yeah. as weird as it is to say, 
there's a lot of people there who like grew up watching you. I know. I it's the most like I don't even want to say like backhanded compliment, <laughs> but like man, there have been so it just keeps getting like more and more frequent to where people will come up to me and be like, "Man, you know, I I grew up watching you, man." I'm like, "Well, how old are you?" "Oh, I'm 16." I said, "Wait, hold hold on, man. Hold on, bro. Wait, what do you what do you mean, dude? What do you mean? You mean you were like 5 years old when when you know what I'm saying? Like you were you this is crazy." So, but people will show me pictures that they took with me, um, like way back in the day. And then I'm looking at them now, like before they were half my size and now they're like taller than I am, you know? So it's like, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just, it's just a little strange that, uh, I am all of a sudden in the role that I used to, you know, that, that, that I used to look up to like a Shawn Michaels or even like a, a Rey Mysterio and be like, man, I used to watch you growing up. Now people are saying that about me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Well, but, on the flip uh, side, if you look at it, if you were looking at Rey Mysterio that way, he's still pumping, he's still going, know, you know, right? so you got some yeah. time, you got a lot of time left because look, yeah. if you look, it's not like you're at like the twilight of your career. Like you're still killing it. You just became a triple yeah. crown tag champion. You guys, hey. you know, you had the longest record, you know, going on for a while, a little less dance worthy. Sorry, yeah. but you guys are killing yeah. it. You know, you guys are, you guys are still yeah. killing it. So, I mean, it's cool to hear that people say that, but also yeah. you, you got a lot of time. You, you, you know, yeah. you're not I, in any I hurry. Think that's, I think that's what the weird part about it is, is that like, People talk about all these things that we've done, but I'm like, man, we're like, we're not done. Like we have a lot of gas left in the tank. And I'm saying we, I'm throwing like Woods and E in the in the of in course. the age bracket, even though they're five <laughs> and six years younger than me. But I'm throwing them, I'm throwing them in my same age bracket because once it's past 30, you know, it's all the same. So I'm saying, you know, I'm gonna throw them in there so I don't feel, you know, as old as I am. But it's uh it's it's weird in that sense because we are still going out and trying to figure out ways to be innovative and to, to entertain and to keep people happy and make people laugh and draw emotion out of people. Like we're still like climbing that ladder. You know, I don't feel like uh, I have the mentality or even like E and Woods, like we never feel like, oh, well we've made it now we can just coast. That's not what we, you know what I mean? Like we never have, uh, we've never had that mentality. So um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's just strange to kind of still, be very much like still going and not have any signs of like slowing down but then people are talking about like you being old like that's that's call it what it is that's what that's what they're saying you know so it's all good though man it's a it's a great position to be in and i'm really fortunate to have been with the company for so long well you got the triple h point picture so it's kind of like resetting yes. your time back you know i think that yeah. it makes you know it like turns the clocks back a little bit yeah, these two young guys, these two guys might have something, you know? These two guys, they're going to make it on the main <laughs> roster, I think. Straight to the top, you know? <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it must have felt cool, though, becoming Triple Crown Tag Champion in NXT. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, because I I feel like the longer I, I hang around, the more goals um, and accolades, uh, random accolades, uh, are, are, are checked off. Um, because this is not something that anybody like sets out to accomplish, right? Like when you're thinking about becoming a WWE superstar, you're not like, okay, well, I'm going to win all the titles. Oh no, I'm going to be a triple crown tag team champion. Oh, and a singles champion. Oh, like you don't think about that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a goal that you set, but, um, here we are, you know, here we are. I, I, like I said, I'm just real fortunate to have been, uh, you know, linked up with guys like Woods and E 
and that we've been able to do so many incredible things in this industry that are uh, just groundbreaking, you know, um, just being able to like make history is a really, really cool thing. When you think about all the matches and the superstars and the different pay-per-views and just all the history in WWE in general, you think about all the things that have happened and for us to be like kind of breaking molds, even still is um, it's, it's pretty remarkable. You know, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to see, I feel like, I feel like when, when E comes back, maybe you guys can regain your guys' record. I know it's going to take some work, but I I think it's important for you guys to have that record. So you guys got to get it back. We, it was something that we held very dear to our hearts. Uh, Especially when you think about demolition before us, they held that title reign. They held that record for what, 30 years. So we're like, oh, cool, okay, we're gonna, we'll have this record for for at least at least twenty. I mean, can we get ten? Can we get a decade? And here, Oose is right on our tails. What, like less than five years later or something? Like, five? come on, man, come on, bro, you can't have nothing around here, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good, man. I, I you know, I, I joke about that, but I feel like the Ooses are such incredible people. They're incredible athletes. They're incredible talent. Um, and their journey has just been so amazing to watch. And when you think about like the the lineage of the Samoan heritage, and then their dad being in this, and their uncles and cousins and aunts and uncle, you know, and, and everybody just um, that has come through and made their mark in the industry. Now they're doing the exact same, and and just doing it in a way that's not been done before. They they are probably the best opponents that we have gone up against. You know, and we've had a lot of matches with them, but every single one of them has been different. Every single one of them kind of like outdoes the last one. And um, it's always a, just a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to be able to mix it up with them in any way, shape, or form in the ring. So I'm really, really like part of me is kind of like, you know, I mean, records are made to be broken. So I'm not really like losing sleep over the record being broken, but you know, we wanted it to, to last to the end of time. But if there was anybody that was going to break it, we're glad that it could have been, that it, that it was the Usos to do it. And then for us to be the ones to have that match before them to, you know what I mean? For them to actually break the record, it just means a lot, you know? And I've said it in a few interviews now too, but you know, we, the, the, the history of the, uh, of the industry is just, is just so important. And anytime you get a chance to kind of like bring elements from early on in a time frame and and combine them and like tell a long-term story obviously the history that we've had with the usos is a it's been a long-term storytelling uh journey but um you know it it, ha- it almost it almost had to be the usos that broke that record right and it um it would just seem like it just felt right for us to be the ones that they uh that they beat to actually like cross that finish line and actually take the record so it is, uh, you know, it's always an honor and a pleasure to be uh, going up against them. And it was an honor for us to be able to, I guess, you know, hand that. I don't even want to say hand it to them, but reluctantly you know what I mean? be there for it. <laughs> right, 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 right. They, that they had to go through us to get it. Right. Yes. So, yeah. Was, well, there's no one else they could have gone through but you guys to get it. It, was, yeah. it, made, it made all the sense in the world. And actually, you know, I kind of liked that after that, you guys go back to NXT. You guys, I shouldn't say go back because. This is your first time there, really. But going to NXT, uh, going over to NXT and kind of like 
getting some new fresh opponents you know like you said yeah. i i'd i'd also want to see you guys in pretty deadly uh, pretty deadly are so funny they're so entertaining the the nice. chemistry between you guys is there the the scavenger hunt that you made them go on was was hilarious yeah. um and now i'm looking forward to this three way at vengeance day the pretty deadly yeah. versus gallus versus new day for the tag titles yeah, man. Uh, and so am I. It's uh, like I said, man, just to be able to go up against guys and, and have new matches and new matchups and go up against new teams is great. But then when you put the element of like these guys are so hungry, man, they they want to go out and and, and be the best. Right. So uh, for us to be able to like help them on that journey is uh, is great. Uh, but yeah, to go back a minute and talk about Pretty Deadly a little bit, man, they're just like, <clears throat> Like I said, man, they're, they're like I, I. So we had a uh, live events with them a couple weeks ago, and uh, I wrestled Kit in a singles. Also wrestled Elton in a singles match the day after. And both nights, we came out, we talked our stuff on the mic. Then they came out, and before they even said a word on the mic, the entire arena is booing the crap out of them. Like they wouldn't even let them talk, you know. And I'm like, man, like. So there, there are so many people in this industry that work so hard to get that level of of hate, you know, that level of emotion out of the crowd. And you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to figure out, like, how can I get these people to care about me one way or another? And they just come out and they just have their little their outfits on and their crop tops. You know what I'm saying? And these outlandish pants on and their hair is like done to perfection. And they, you know, and, and it's something about it that's just like it's just detestable you just you know like get out of my face man get get out of here i don't want to see you know so that in and of itself is a talent and then when they like get in the ring they follow it up and and they deliver so and, and this is them like very early in their career too and it's only up man i'm telling you man these guys have something special and um yeah i'm glad that it lived up to everything that we wanted it to uh when we watched them in nxt uk um but you know there, there's still more to come you know we'll, we'll see how this match goes you know what i'm saying at, uh, at vengeance day but gallus too man gallus so like when they came back it was a great reaction from the crowd right like they got suspended you know and they had been gone for i think like three months or so and um and and now they're back and people are glad to see them back so to me that's great because when you think about like the tag team division you know you want to have teams that people care about Right. You want to have teams that are able to establish themselves and they're doing such a great job of that in NXT, you know, um, even, um, you know, Idris and Malik. Right. Like uh, even Trick and, and, and Carmelo, like they're doing their thing, man. They're, they're doing a great job of building these teams so that when they come up to the main roster, the transition will be seamless, you know, and they're, they're the teams themselves are getting this like experience with their with their chemistry. And I think that's what helped us so much is being able to have matches with each other being able to ride with each other being able to hang out with each other so that when we got to be on screen that chemistry was undeniable like you could see it and it wasn't something that we had to like fake we didn't have to like you know force it you know we didn't have to like make it work because it was already just so authentic and i think a lot of the teams that are coming up have exactly that you know even like uh you know Caden and katana like i love their team i love their energy 
and and even like just their their you know ability to be on the same page in the ring you can tell like they're actually friends they're actually you can look at them if you were to turn the volume down and watch the way that they moved and interacted with each other you could tell that like they are actually friends and that is so important to have as a tag team so all of that to say there's a lot of promise with the tag team division um in nxt and um i can't wait for everybody to kind of one by one come up to the main roster and and do their thing it's gonna be great now you're gonna be like a proud dad over there when they start to do it yeah man that's exactly <laughs> that exactly that <laughs> uh well it's royal rumble time royal rumble is almost here uh do you feel like pressure to top yourself every year because i you've had to do it for so long now I feel like that for you, the Royal Rumble has to be the most pressure-filled moment of the year. <laughs> it, you would think that it is, but honestly, like, not – I don't put any pressure on myself. I think a lot of people, like, want there to be pressure, I guess, or they uh, – there's just a lot of anticipation, which is a good thing, right? People want to see, like, what I am going to do. And to me, I always say like, well, I'm, I'm gonna win. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But what else, well, how are you gonna like avoid elimination in the, I'm like, come on guys, like let, you should be rooting for me to win the match. You wanna <laughs> see me do a trick. You wanna see me do a stunt, you know? No, but it's it's all good, man. It's, uh, it's great. Um, and I always, in every single interview, I have to give credit to John Morrison for being the first one to do it, you know, um, in a, in a spectacular fashion. Not that when Shawn Michaels dragged his foot on the, on the, on the ground wasn't spectacular, but I'm saying like John Morrison really stepped it up like a hundred times yes. by getting knocked off the apron and Spider-Manning his way and parkouring his way back to the ring. And then the next year he wasn't with the company anymore. So I was like, okay, uh, I, I'll, I'll do something, you I'll know, and now here we are. You know, so, um, yeah, I think it's a great, great position to be in because uh, we as WWE superstars, like in any match that we're given, whether it be 30 seconds or it's 30 minutes or an hour on TV, we always want to find a way to stand out and we always want to find a way for for the people to be talking about us as opposed to everything else that went on the show. We want to bring our full selves to the show and show out so that people remember what it is that we did. So with the Royal Rumble, like that's really what I was trying to do is just find a way to stand out, especially when you have like 30, sometimes 40 and 50 other superstars in the ring. You want to find a way for people to remember you. So that was always the goal um, in, in doing these Royal Rumble situations. Which one were you the most unsure about ahead of time? Uh, probably last year's, <laughs> probably last year's. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> guess for good reason, I guess. You know, yeah. I was, you know, I'm like, man, I don't know this, you know, it's something you kind of just have to like do full out when you get out there. And, um, you know, obviously like it didn't work out. And now it, like, if I could go back, I'm like, I think we talked about this on the last yeah. one, but like, there's a lot of adjustments that I would have made. Um, so, but even it, it was still like really low probability for for what I wanted to do anyway. But by the same token, like I said last time, man, it, it opens up uh, just the the possibility to learn something. And anytime that you can learn, like that's when you get better. Is when you when you fail, you fail, then you figure out how to come back and and be better the second time around. You know, maybe uh, you don't try you try to do something a little bit less or a little more high probability, or maybe you push it even further. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to watch and see. Yeah, we got but, um, two days left, so yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We got a, what, a, cu a couple weeks, week and a half? I don't know. Well, I, I think this will f come out next week, so okay. on time so, here. Yeah. 
<laughs> we a little bit of time left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, only a couple days left. <laughs> Were you there when Sol Ruka did that handstand the other day that was like the one I you was. did? How cool oh, is that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Like she uh, she's such a she's a super athlete, man. Like just incredible. Like her balance some of the po- the videos that she posts on her uh on on her social media like her doing pistol squats on a on a balance bar if i try to do a pistol squat right now my knee will laugh at me it will explode and disappear and into the ether i can't do that it'll be like like uh, uh like avengers you know what i'm saying when, yeah. when thanos snapped the finger my knee will be like i'm out of here man i can't do that i can't Get do a pistol squat just like, like that, that Come on, man. Yeah, she and she's a she surfs too, right? Like, yeah. just a super athlete, man. And and even like her like her finishing move when she does like the inverted like up and over into the cutter. What the? How, dude? It's crazy. How? It's crazy. Like, how do you how do you even have like the guts to try that in front of a live crowd and nail it every single time, man? I love it. That's you know, like I said, man. The the future is bright for uh for 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 WWE because these guys at NXT and girls are they're just amazing you know they're they're the the raw athleticism is is great and it's only going to get better with the experience in the ring and matches and promos and all that stuff so when it's all said and done um solo uh, uh, among others there everyone's going to be just awesome and it's going to be such a great product to watch i'm so excited for the wwe universe that they're gonna you know the the, the, the meal that they have coming is going to be so delectable you know what i'm saying yes. so it's going to be great man yeah, the fact that she's doing that with so few matches under her belt too is insane. Bro, come on, like that's it to me. That's really like she's special. You know, she's really special. You you shouldn't be able to pick this stuff up that quickly and, and be this good at it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what else she can do. You know, um, she did that handstand like easily. <laughs> made it look real easy like she could have walked around the ring like four or five times you know what i'm saying so for me like when i did my handstand what almost like 12 years ago whenever it was you'll notice that i walked the other way because i can't walk that way i can't i couldn't do it i couldn't do it like i went to go try to for, for when i tried to do the handstand initially um i don't think i had done a handstand in at least a decade maybe even more than that you know so then i'm like trying to figure out if i can do it and i kept falling the other way so i'm like oh maybe i'll just like do it this way because that's the way that i'm going anyway so way less graceful than when soul did it or when katana did it you know what i'm saying like um i I think that uh you know they're just such incredible incredible athletes and um i'm really excited to see kind of like what else there is in the bag of tricks as time goes on. Because if you're doing this kind of stuff now, boy, in like 10 years, the evolution is gonna be just mind blowing. So yeah, I'm really I'm really happy for her and I'm really excited to see just kind of what she, uh, what she does and what she accomplishes in the future. Yeah, in a way, just the potential factor, like what you were talking about there of doing so much so early, uh, in a way it almost reminds me of Bianca Belair when she first got to NXT. Because I remember <laughs> there being this buzz around her of like, whoa, look at like some of the stuff this woman is doing. Like it's pretty impressive. And we see yeah. now what that's blossomed into, into being, you know, this this big part of the company now. And so yeah. uh, I, I see vibes of like Charlotte and Bianca Belair there for sure. Yeah. 
and then even thinking about like the future matchups, right? Because you have like you know this this rookie in Seoul, and, and she's developing and and getting better and doing all these incredible things. But you still have Bianca and Charlotte and Becky and you know um, and 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 Bailey and and Alexa, and they're still getting better. You know what I'm saying? They're 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 awesome as they are, but they're still leveling up. So now when you think about when the interaction is going to come, like what's that match going to look like? Bianca versus Soul? Are you kidding me? That's gonna be I good. can't wait. Yeah, me too. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. It's going to be it's going to be great. So delectable, as um, you said before. Delectable. <laughs> the meal is going to be just fantastic. I can't wait. All right, we'll do a non-wrestling a few non-wrestling questions here. We we yeah. we we appeased the wrestling yeah. side of things I think for a Are second. Are you happy? Are you happy Are you, you happy? did it, okay? Huh? <laughs> uh what's the last movie you watched and what's your review of it? Oh, man. Uh I haven't seen a movie in a really long time. So we went to the Black Panther preview. Okay. Um, and we did like the, the well, the black carpet. It wasn't a red carpet. It was a black carpet in LA. And um, we got to see like, uh, uh, the, the you know, the, the sneak preview of the movie. But we were on the red carpet for so long that we got there late. Oh. Ordinarily, if I'm walking into a movie and I miss even like 10 seconds, I'll walk right the hell out. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to miss anything. So now I'm like sitting there, I'm like aggravated, you know, that I'm having to like, you know, jump in. I don't know what I missed. I don't know if I missed five minutes. I don't know if I missed 20 minutes. I don't know what's going on. I have to just like think about it, um, you know, uh, or, you know, just assume what happened. It's not a good feeling. But then on top of that, me and E had to catch red eye flights back to the East coast. So we left the movie early. And the point that we left was when everything was kind of like popping off. Everything was about to go down. And so I'm like, so I got in late and then I left early Aww. and now I still haven't seen the movie. And now, now I have to see it before this comes out because everyone's going to like start to spoil it for me. And it, it's my, it'll be my fault because I haven't seen it. You know, I just haven't had the time to like go and, and, and watch. Um, Is it out? Um, I think it might be on. Oh, no. I see my character guy saying not, all, not, not out yet. yet. No, no, not out yet. Not out yet. Don't and spoil I think it's probably it like for out of people. It's probably out of theaters right now, too. You Pro know, so we're in this probably. weird like. Oh man, I messed up, man. How I many, messed up without without spoiling it for others? Maybe what was happening when you walked in? Do you remember? Like, was it already the funerals? Uh, it was. It was. Well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I mean, it's the first few minutes yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So we <laughs> Heath Slater is a guy who spoils movies. We call it <laughs> Heathing. <laughs> don't heat me. You say don't heat me now. You you telling me about a movie. Oh, it's really Let me just tell you one part. I'm not going to tell you about the movie. I'm just going to tell you the one part. I don't I said don't tell me about it. Don't heat me. Well, it doesn't affect the movie. Don't tell me about the movie, Heath. Don't tell me about the movie. So, like I I wanted to tell you where I was, but I really don't want to heat anybody out there. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, fair, fair. I'll give let me give everyone like a, a if you don't want to hear anything about the movie, then like Go do something else for the next like five minutes. I'll count to five and then I'll tell you where I was at. I'll give you a chance to, to to walk away and come back later. Five, four, three, two, one. So I got when I first walked in, it was the part where um they uh T'Challa had just died, I guess. I don't even know how he died in the movie. I don't yep. even I don't even know. Okay. But everyone was up in arms about like, you know, like who's gonna be the next Black Panther and all that. So, um, also, that's yeah, what you missed, you out. really did miss a very pivotal part of the movie it's for a, sure. Of course. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, uh, I was wondering how they were going to handle the situation, obviously, with the unfortunate passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, 
But now, like, I get in there and I'm just like, man, so this is where we're at. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you can't, like, go, even when I go back and watch the movie, like, I can't have this experience for the first time, you know? So it's already kind of wrecked for me. And then when I was leaving, uh, it was the part where... uh, Five, four, three, two, (laughs) one. All right, you're good. Yes. The part where where I was leaving at was when uh, Namor... Uh, had kidnapped uh, T'Challa's sister, and then they came to break her out, and they end up ended up inadvertently like killing ah, um, yeah. one of the maids. Yep. So then yep. he's talking to everybody, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I was wrong. This is war. I gotta go." <laughs> I said, "Bro, what? Like, wow. we, we gotta go. We gotta we gotta go catch the runner. We gotta leave now." I said, "Come, come on, bro. That everything was just about to start, just cooking." You so like the part of yeah. the movie, I just I, you can't have a fair like review the here. Lowest point of the movie, man. <laughs> yeah, you you missed, know that's what like, I saw. You missed the two most pivotal parts of the movie for sure, Horrible. dude. Yeah, that's Horrible. that's <laughs> You definitely can't the review the movie honestly. There, worst. no, definitely <laughs> not. All right, well, let's get into the end here. I like to end every segment of the show, uh, every episode of the show, with a segment that I call. The finishing move. There's the colors. It gets fancy here. Ooh, there we go. Right? Wow. Look at that. It gets nice in here, right? Oh, it's like it's like a little bit of a rave for a second in here. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we did this once, so I'm going to have to rework these questions a little bit. Uh, so normally I ask something different for these. I have to switch them up for you. So uh, what's your least favorite finishing move to be the recipient of? Least favorite finishing move to be the recipient of? Uh... So, Omos's uh, choke slam. He does like. Does he still do that? The double yep, choke yep, slam, right? Yep. He's been beating people without his finish, like recently, because he's so strong. Um, but <laughs> when we had that match at WrestleMania, and leading up to it too, he was hitting us with that move. And it's not like the worst move in the world, but he's just so damn tall. So it's a it's a really long fall, you know. And then when he puts a little mustard on it too, like. It does not feel good. It feels bad. It feels uh, horrible. So, um, yeah, that one is definitely like my 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 current. Just because it's and there's no way to like, you can't pat it. You can't like lean into it. Sometimes they say, oh, like lean into it more, and then it'll hurt less or whatever. There's nothing you can do. It's this gigantic gargantuan man that's gonna pick you up high in the air above his head, which is already at like eight feet. So he's gonna pick you up above his head and just slam you all the way down with all of his might. And it doesn't, it sucks. Uh, yeah, that one, that one's no good, no bueno. I feel like you can't really even comprehend how big almost is until you're standing next oh, no. to him. And it's unlike anything you're, you've ever stood next to. It's just, it's insane. Yeah, it is, and uh, we forget about this too, like, uh, so, um, we used to travel with Big Show, obviously, when he was on the roster and going on like international tours. We'll be walking and Big Show will be around us. And you'll see everybody just kind of like looking at you with these wide eyes. And I'm like, what is everyone looking at? Like, what, what, what is going on? Why are they staring? I'm like, oh, because there's a man who's like seven feet tall walking in real life because you're not supposed to. I'm used to seeing this guy every day. But you're not supposed to be a guy who's seven feet tall, like literally walking like a giant, like like uh, like Grendel, you know what I'm saying, or <laughs> yes. or Abayoyo, 
Well, that's what I used to call almost, you know, I'll be yo-yo walking through the, uh, the, the real life, you know? Yes. But yeah, you can't, you can't comprehend how big those guys really are. Yeah. Not to like blow his cover at all, but I feel like he, he, even because he's so big and when you, when you're next to someone that big, you can't help but be a little scared to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he is extra nice in real life to like make up for that because he realizes that he's so intimidating when he walks up to right. literally everyone. Try to make people feel comfortable. <laughs> and I, I feel bad because they got to endure all kinds of like tall jokes, you know, oh, you're a tall drink of water. <laughs> oh, look at you. Why? Yeah, you hit your head on the door when you walk in. Oh, don't. Bu they got to endure that every single day walking and everyone thinks that they have that the, they've said the joke for the first time and I, I might be projecting a little bit because people like when they make Kofi coffee jokes that's how I feel you yeah. know hey coffee or what would you like coffee or tea the flight attendant the other day you know I'm, I'm dead tired you know she's asking me uh you know can I get you something to drink and uh, what's your name Kofi Kofi coffee can I get you a coffee <laughs> say hey, let me sleep it's not funny I've heard this joke every day for the last 41 years you know oh, what I'm saying? So, ryan satan yeah. huh oh is it yeah, yeah. hot where you came from and i'm like, <laughs> like yeah same deal. yeah right. dude yeah. i came from hell come that's on, exactly man. how i'm here <laughs> come on man yeah it's it's too much uh lastly and then we'll close it up here what's the most memorable time that you've taken someone else's finishing move the most memorable time that i've taken someone else's finishing move huh I mean, it's so it's either one one of two one of two things, uh, either the the F five from Brock, after uh, being in there for people like to you know short change. It was only five seconds. It was seven. Okay. Give me my give me my time. It was seven. Okay, chill out. It was it was seven seconds. You know, um, because I think a lot of people were just surprised with like how how quickly it happened. You know. Um, I would say all of us were surprised at how quickly yeah. it happened. <laughs> but you know what? I don't get I don't get paid by the hour, so you know what I mean. It was the most money I've made in the least amount of time, aside from the Rumble last year. <laughs> Rumble for that short amount of time, you know what I mean? Um, and then what else was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's the one. Brock. Maybe that's the one, just because like just general, yeah, general general shock waves felt throughout the world. As it all came, as Kofi Mania came crashing down in seven seconds, you know, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, well, it's, it's a tough subject for all of us. I, but I get it, you know. <laughs> all right, well, dude, really, I appreciate you doing this interview so much. Yeah, it was man. great having you on the show again. Uh, I could yeah. talk to you all the time. So, really appreciate it, and I hope you have a great day. All right, that was my conversation with Kofi Kingston. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Before we get out of here, make sure that you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. If you're watching it there, I appreciate it. Make sure you click that subscribe button. Click the like button. You know what to do if you're watching on YouTube. You're not any amateur. You've been on YouTube. We've all been on YouTube. You know what to do. There's clips from this show. There's clips from Raw and SmackDown and so much more. So make sure you're subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel and also subscribe to the out of character podcast feed so that you can listen to this show in audio form wherever you are and also the Ron Smackdown roundup podcast that I do every week I think that's oh yeah also go follow WWE on Fox on social media Twitter Facebook Instagram TikTok we're there all right that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been Out of Character.